0: Welcome in on a Friday back after an unexpected day off yesterday. I appreciate you guys hanging on. I've got a story about that. It's not really a story. It's actually just kind of something good happened to me Uh, yesterday involving, I guess it's not called the DMV here. It's called something else, but I had a good experience there. Kind of mind blowing. So anyway, uh, appreciate you guys uh, sticking around after a day off yesterday and glad to be back and glad you are with me. As you know, I'm Michael Borky. This is Mike in the morning. I started working on the rebrand the other day and uh, hit like writer's block. Uh, anything will look better than this, but it's uh, it's coming, I swear. This, uh, this just needs to be improved greatly. It'll be done before football season starts. How about that? Uh, anyway, welcome in. Glad to see you. If you are a first-time watcher, viewer, whatever of this, uh, you can find me in a lot of different places. Every day, Monday through Friday, about 8 a.m., right here live, uh, with you, of course, also on the radio in the afternoons. But uh, as far as this goes, every morning, and then we will be doing stuff on the weekend once football season begins, uh, YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just search my name right right there and subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, like the video while you're here. So if you like what you hear, actually like said video, but subscribe to the YouTube channel, like my Facebook page, follow me on Twitter, all that name Right there. And then wherever you get your podcast, if you miss one of these, this gets uploaded in podcast form every day. Mike in the morning, or my name should turn up results wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe there as well. I got a bunch of stuff to get to today. I've got uh there's news about Tom Brady's undisclosed injury last year. Uh, team USA basketball is having to leave Bradley Beal behind. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau is mad at his equipment people. Southern Miss got new uniforms. Mark Emmert told everybody that he is useless. He's useless. That's what he's telling everybody. I mean, he just openly said it, that college athletics doesn't need him anymore. He's trying to save face and save his pathetic salary. I mean, it's insane how much he gets paid for being so bad at his job. But he's telling everybody that he doesn't matter athletic directors and conference commissioners need to listen and do something about it because he has told you he and his organization don't matter and they shouldn't impact the sport anymore. So believe them and do something about it. So we'll get to all that. JP says, good morning, Michael. How are we on this Friday morning? I'm good. So yeah, yesterday I had to go to the DMV. I had to get a new driver's license. I know it's not called DMV here. It is in, in South Carolina where I grew up, but I had to go to the DMV and th- thank goodness my wife told me to set an appointment ahead of time because at least back in South Carolina, before I moved here, you couldn't do that. Um, so I set an appointment and I got there 20 minutes before my appointment and I have all my documents and stuff ready to get a new driver's license. And they hand me the form and told me to stand in line and I fill out the form. And once it was my appointment time, they pulled me and put me right in the front of the line. I got everything done and was in and out of the DMV, in and out of the DMV in downtown Jackson in 30 minutes. Now, tell me that is not like the most shocking thing. I mean, seriously, Louisiana Tech could be Mississippi could beat Mississippi State. And I would be more shocked at my experience at the DMV yesterday than that right there. I mean, there's just There's no way that it it goes down like that usually. Now, there were some people that said some stuff under their breath when I got called to the front of the line, but that's why I sent an appointment online, folks. Um, You should have as well. But everybody was nice. Like, it was efficient. It was fast. It worked. Right when my appointment time started, they got me in there and got me in and out in 30 minutes. I'm mind-blown by that. So, no, I'm feeling good on this Friday, man, because I had – that kind of experience. I'm not feeling good because I, I looked at health insurance costs. That's not a good thing. I don't know how anybody expects us to pay for any of this stuff. But hey, that's a conversation maybe for another day on another platform. Zone Buster says, "Do I get kicked off if I send uh, a horns down?" Yeah, Texas is soft, soft, and the Big Twelve is just contri- I mean, just handing them, uh, pandering to Texas. It's so gross. I mean, I I don't mean to be that extreme with my thought on it, but my gosh, it's college football or football in general. And the fact that the Big 12 at their media days this week, the head of officiating said that if you do horns down at a Texas player, it's a penalty. They're going to penalize people for this gesture. It's not one that involves this finger and not the other ones. That one I understand a penalty. There are other gestures that you can make that are suggestive in nature, or whatever the case may be, that um, are worth penalizing, I suppose. But this should not draw a penalty. But for some reason, poor Texas's delicate little feelings get hurt. All the little fifis of the 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 poor old Texas fans up in the stands get their feelings hurt when when that happens, and it's a penalty. It's it's so sad that it, I mean, it's college football college football, and you are going to give a team 15 yards worth of penalties because they do that right there. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? If it was – what what, Baylor does this right here. If somebody did this while playing Baylor, would they get a penalty? If somebody did this while they were playing Texas Tech, would they get a penalty? Maybe, I guess. But this is all about Texas and protecting Texas. Texas is soft. Texas football, Texas athletics is soft. That's what this is. The fact that the Big 12 is even considering doing this is soft. If you're playing Ole Miss and you're beating the brakes off of Ole Miss, do that the whole game. Why not? If you're going to have a symbol, you need to be prepared for people to mock it when they beat you. If you don't want people doing this, don't lose. Truly really that simple. To the victor go the spoils, especially when it's not suggestive in any way. It is not um suggesting violence or or perpetuating anything at all. Like there is nothing at all that is rooted in in super negative like suggestions or gestures or whatever by doing this right here. Protecting Texas's delicate Pathetic little feelings is so Big Twelve. It's so sad that that is even a conversation or a selling point. It's so sad. It's it's really pathetic, honestly, that Texas gets this level of protection from the Big Twelve and the officiating. It's crazy. I hope every fan in America, when they see a Texas fan, does this right here. I, I mean, Will Bednar walking off the mound in the College World Series with that right there is awesome. If you're gonna have this little this little thing. You need to be prepared for it to be mocked. Otherwise, shut up. It's crazy that this is even a conversation. I, I feel like I'm I'm kind of going Max Kellerman on you with all these these strong, you know, a strong opinion about a hand signal, but it's it's so stupid. It's college football. Oh my gosh, oh no, how terrible. Oh my my poor feelings. Please throw a penalty, sir, because I can't take them doing this to me anymore. Give me a break come I mean come on and again if somebody does this to Ole Miss and they get a penalty I will come with the same energy I promise because that's pathetic if you have a hand gesture and you're getting beat your opponent should do the hand gesture or be allowed to do the hand gesture without penalty but it's it's just nuts it is just nuts um So, yeah, you get kicked off if you send horns down. I I don't have the authority, I don't think, to kick people off the broadcast through this software. Like if I just had Periscope up, I guess I could remove you. But uh, once I figure out through this software how to kick you off here, uh, I'll do it. Because how dare you? How dare you give me a horns down? What is wrong with you? I mean, have you no decorum? You're not classy like those good folks at Texas. They know class, and that's just, that's not classy. That's super streamlined. Shout out to the DMV and online scheduling. I'm telling you, man, people got mad. Oh, there's a couple of things. That one thing said as I was walking up to the front of the line, and hey, uh, one of the ladies working there said, he made an appointment. Sorry. (laughs) I feel bad. Um, I felt bad, kind of. But then again, I was in and out in 30 minutes because I did what, I did the thing they afforded me the opportunity to do. I was a little surprised not to get down this rabbit hole today. It is hidden sort of like the way it's, it's bent. You can't really tell what it is, but I can't believe they still have the old state flag on driver's license here. Like I got a brand new driver's license yesterday, brand new old state flag is still on there. You you have to know what you're looking for, but it's still there. Uh, And I was surprised by that. I, I, I think that, I was really surprised by that. Anyway, the power of the mothership and the Longhorn Network. Good gosh, you can literally bend a man in half, break bones, or tear muscles, and there's no flag. But this, wow, just wow. I mean, you're not kidding. A wide receiver can go over the middle, and, you can, and, and, and a quarterback can throw him high so his body is fully extended, and you can put your shoulder at full speed into his chest, and it's perfectly fine, as it should be. But it's perfectly fine to do that. But if you get up and do this at him, it's 15 yards. I mean, it, football is an inherently violent sport. It is. I had an old coach used to say this, and I used to think he was corny, but now, it, I mean, it makes sense. It's not a contact sport. It's a collision sport. That is what football is. It's, a, it's collisions, violent collisions by adult men at the peak of their physicality. And – this draws a penalty, but putting your shoulder into a dude's chest at full speed, that's fine, but can't do this. And I'm just going to keep doing this all the time. I hope Texas loses every game they play. I mean, I have no reason to dislike them, but stuff like this is just so sad. I mean, why do we protect them? We build up Texas football as this, uh, I mean, Oh, what a great place and a blue blood and all that stuff. And Oh, Texas, they're going to be back soon. I promise. And they're going to be back, but yet they hire coach after coach. And, It doesn't work. Anyway. Anyway. Kellerman is a Keller man. That's a topic for another day. He should have stuck with boxing analysis instead of haircuts and whatever he does now. Um, It's just I am convinced that those kind of debate shows. They don't believe half of what they say. Hey, Stephen A. Smith, for example, so he was in the news for for saying that Shohei Ohtani can't be the face of baseball because he doesn't speak English. He does speak English, but um, he still uses a translator, apparently because he's not fully confident yet in saying everything the way he means to say it. So he uses a translator. A lot of people roasted Stephen A. Smith for it. Um, and understandably so. I mean, we've had... Faces of baseball that aren't good English speakers and not from this country in the past. Is he a great player? That's all that matters. Um, If worded differently and said differently, there there could have been like a microcosm of truth to what he was saying, that it might be harder. What I think this is fair and don't cancel me. It does make it harder to market Shohei Otani. Because he you know, he didn't grow up in Bradenton, Florida, and he didn't go play at Florida State or whatever. You know, he, he he's not from here and he does not speak English in public settings. That does not prevent him from being a star. I think Major League Baseball is the only thing standing in the way of Shohei Otani being a national star. I think it's the way the league is set up and its accessibility that really didn't exist. You can't watch the guy, and that's baseball's problem. It's not his English speaking or lack thereof. However, I could hear somebody say it makes it a little bit tougher um, to have him be the face when, you know, he he is not American and he does not speak English like that, I think, is a fair take. I, I don't necessarily agree, but at least that would have been better than he can't be the face of baseball because in this country he doesn't speak English like that's crap. But like two weeks before he said that. They were talking about Otani being the face of baseball and all that, like he and Skip Bayless and those guys contradict themselves all the time because they don't actually believe what they're saying. They say what they say to just generate. Controversy, I mean, I, I, um, you know, there are there are people that do radio that think that that's all it should be. There there are segments of people that think sports radio and and sports content like this should only be drumming up controversy. I, I was told by somebody in the industry that works at a different station that my goal every day should be to stir shit up. That should be my goal every day. And I think that's garbage. And I think that will not lead to a longstanding loyal audience. I think that will make you the hot name in the market for a couple of years. And then you will fall off a cliff because if that's your goal every day, you don't build trust with your listeners. You don't build an audience. You don't build a rapport with people. You just say stuff to make everybody mad. And eventually people are going to stop being mad and they're going to stop tuning you in. But anyway, I think that's where that came from. Uh, it, it's be because they just have to say things to create controversy. It's ESPN 101. Um, I think Otani can be the face of baseball. I think he should be. He's young. He's good-looking. He plays the game well. He's the most unique star since Babe Ruth. Only baseball is getting in the way of that. So, anyway. Um, did you guys see Tom Bra- the, the news about Tom Brady yesterday? Tom Brady yesterday. It was revealed by... Uh, Ian Rappaport, that uh, Tom Brady did not have a partial MCL tear in his knee. He had a fully torn MCL, and he had surgery after the Super Bowl, and they did not disclose that with the league, and the league issued a statement of uh, non-statement yesterday. Um, Fully torn MCL. Fully torn MCL won a Super Bowl. That's remarkable and hard to believe. I mean, hard to fathom, right? I mean, I know he's not a running back or anything like that. Uh, But still, winning a Super Bowl as the quarterback on a fully torn MCL is unbelievable. But that's Tom Brady. Brown Yeti says, what's more American than coming from another country and becoming the best you can be? To me, that, that can make him the best face of baseball. Thank you. Thank you. That is a really good point. I was actually talking to my wife about this the other day. It's funny you bring that up. I said, um, what's more American than that? I, I liked what Jeff Passan had to say, actually. I, I watched the clip online because I certainly don't watch shows like that live. But um, he put everything behind. I mean, he had a great life in Japan. Great life. He was a star there. He's a superstar. And that country supports their athletes big time. Um, he had family there. It was home, Right. He picks up and moves to a country that predominantly speaks a language that he cannot. That is hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on an airplane away from friends and family. And talking to them even is difficult because of the time zone difference. It's just so extreme. It's hard to coordinate speaking with them. But he did all of this because this is the best place to do it. This is the best place to do it. What is more American? What should be more American than a guy from somewhere else coming here to give himself the best opportunity? That's what we are supposed to be here, right? That is what we are. That is what we're supposed to be. A melting pot of cultures and and lives and backgrounds with the same uniform idea that... I can be the best here and we should give people like him the opportunity to be the best here. It's a great point. Um, What's more American than Shohei Osani's story? Nothing. Nothing's more American than that. So I'm glad he's here and I'm glad that he's the face of baseball. I think he's, if, if major league baseball gets their, forgive my language, guys, if they get their shit together and find a way to get him in front of people, it's impossible to watch him right now. Um, You saw the ratings for the Home Run Derby. Everything is plummeting ratings-wise. Everything's plummeting, not the Home Run Derby. Why is that? Otani was there. People want to see him, so baseball's got to figure out how to give him him to us. It's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, JP says that uh, that wasn't sound advice. Stirring shit up and asking the difficult questions or holding players accountable are two different things. You can do the latter, stirring some shit. Forgive our, our language, guys, but, you know, hey, no FCC regulations here. Uh, but have a backbone. So, speaking from experience, I played my junior here at center in high school with a fully torn MCL. Wasn't fun, but braced up, and you can handle getting drained. It's doable. Brady has the best docs, and I think there's more coming. Um, yeah, it's it's just... Um, what does the league do about the fact that they had a player not disclose his injury to them? Because that's kind of a no-no in the NFL. That's, that's kind of a no. I mean, you have to disclose injuries in the NFL. Like, there's a very strict protocol. What do they do about that? Do they punish him? Are they going to punish Brady for this? I don't know. That's pretty impressive, though. Here's the the final comment, finally loaded. Uh, around at its disposal. That in mind, not surprising. Tom freaking Brady did it. No, <laughs> I mean, that's what he is, man. Uh, People like him are wired differently. I mean, you know, I've seen people debate over, you know, how is Brady able to do this? Well, it's because he has the best offensive line or whatever, all that stuff, you know. Brady is around this long because he's wired differently than everybody else. Have you seen the stories about Ben Roethlisberger going into training camp? Uh, he's just now deciding to take care of his body 18 years into his career. He's much, I say much, he's younger than Tom Brady by a pretty hefty margin. Brady, if you told me to pick one who lasts longer, it's, it's Brady still, even at his age, because he's wired differently. He takes care of himself differently. Why has he been able to play until this age? Why has Drew Brees been able to play until this age? Although his body kind of fell apart on him at the end because they are wired differently. They take care of themselves differently, and their mentality is just different than than the average person, than mine, than a lot of ours. But, no, there's no surprise that Brady played with this injury. There's no surprise that Breeze played with all the injuries he had the last couple of years. They're just wired differently. They're tough, tougher than most people. Um, That's why they are where they are. And because they take care of themselves otherwise, as well as they do, they're able to recover from stuff like this and battle through stuff like this. There's a reason Ben Roethlisberger's been an injury disaster and and, and a health disaster. He doesn't take care of himself the way Brady does, the way Breeze did. But hey, now he's finally dieting. Now he's finally dieting. Uh, The Open Championship's going on right now. There's a lot of stuff to cover today. I mean, I I missed one day and... Media days begins on Monday, and so that's like the unofficial official start of football season, even though after that we're still you know 10 days or, or so away from training camp. But uh, I'm having a hard time getting into the Open. I don't know if it's the same thing for you guys. Um, I think it's just where it is on the calendar. The last major, I mean, we've already seen three. We, we got the Masters, which I love. Uh, the U.S. Open had some pretty good drama. Um, the PGA championship was incredible, you know, I mean, it was just incredible. So now it's kind of like, we've seen it. I don't know. I'm just, I'm having a hard time getting into it, but the Bryson DeChambeau story is, um, (laughs) oh man, I find myself trying to defend Bryson because I I think golf Twitter, especially is really hard on him. Um, you know, He's nerdy, he's different, he's very intense, and at times he's annoying, sure. But I I hate how some people, especially media people, uh, the way they treat guys like him, who is just trying to figure out who he is and and how he is as a pro, and he's a younger guy, and and he isn't handling stuff well in, in this Back and forth between he and Brooks Kepka. I, I just I think it's all kind of pathetic, honestly. I mean, he's a weird guy. Um, he's very intense and, and nerdy, and I don't know if I would be friends with him personally, but the way he gets treated online, I think, I think it's unwarranted. He's a human being, you know? He, he's different and the way golf Twitter just I it just they, they hate everybody though my gosh especially the the guys that know laying up and I like their content but like do do you even enjoy the sport that you're covering I mean you hate everybody on on the tour but especially Bryson and it's hard to defend him when he does stuff like this so um he had a really bad first round and, and after well I say it was bad it wasn't that bad but he just is spraying the ball all over the place and I can't imagine why he does that when he tries to swing as hard as he possibly can with a five-degree driver. Uh, it's tough to be accurate when you're doing that. Um, but after his round, he blamed the driver. He said the driver sucks. We can't figure it out. The The face isn't forgiving enough on mishit stuff like that. Pretty mad at his club that he designed specifically. A rep from Cobra, the company that makes his driver, said this yesterday in response. Everybody is bending over backwards. We've got multiple guys in R&D, research and development, who are computer-added designing this and computer-added designing that, trying to get this and that into, into the pipeline faster, and he knows it. It's just really, really painful when he says something that stupid. He has never really been happy ever. Like It's very rare where he's happy. Now he's in a place where he's swinging a five-degree driver with 200 miles per hour uh, RPM of ball speed. Everybody is looking for a magic bullet. Well, the magic bullet becomes harder and harder to find wow. the faster you swing and the lower your loft gets. <laughs> Bryson uh, did apologize after, uh, after that statement came out. Um, it was actually a nice apology. Kind of felt like he, he meant it. He said the driver doesn't suck, I suck, and I'm deeply sorry for you know what I said about my club. It's not the club, it's me, I'm just frustrated. Um, raise your hand if you've never said something you don't mean when you're frustrated. You know, I, I just, I understand why people don't like him. I'm not saying people should be fans of the guy, but I mean, he's a human being, and he had a rough day, and he's trying to do something that isn't working for him right now. And he said something he didn't mean in frustration. And now everybody's just piling on and piling on and piling on. And uh, Brooks Kepka is just kind of like acting like he's too cool for everything. And I just I think the whole feud between the two of them is kind of pathetic at this point. And I think the way people in the media are treating Bryson is also kind of lame. Like, yes, he is a celebrity, essentially. And that comes with a lot of scrutiny and if you act a certain way and stuff like that you're you're going to get criticized but i mean he's just different he's a different guy i don't know i just i think the way some people attack him sitting behind their computer screens is kind of sad as if you know you're perfect as if you haven't blamed your equipment after hitting a bad shot or you haven't been frustrated with your career and said something you didn't mean I mean, I, I've done that often. So, anyway, I—I uh, I just I, the whole thing. I don't like. I think it's. I think it's kind of sad. Um, I don't like the way Bryson acted. I mean, he's not innocent here. Blaming your club is, is pathetic. I mean, shut up, man. Come on, it's not the club's fault. But the the reaction I've seen to this is it's just all it's all lame. Everybody's going too far. Brooks is going too far. Bryson's going too far. And people who cover the sport are, are also all going too far. Um, More Cowell was great today, though. That kid's awesome. He was on Pardon My Take, and uh, I really enjoyed his interview. He seems like a cool kid. So uh, there's that for you. Otherwise, I'm having a hard time getting in it. Back to the comments, J.P. says, yeah, Big Ben has spent too much time chasing tails and bars and restrooms on top of wrecking motorcycles instead of doing all the little intricacies correctly that are required for a longevity at quarterback. I mean, he's made it 18 years, but I mean, there's a reason that, speaking of pardon my take, jokes about his walking boot every year. They even have a voice for Ben Roethlisberger's walking boot. There's a reason for that. He doesn't take care of himself the way the other guys do. Brown Yeti says, golf Twitter, that's just Twitter in general. Yeah, you're not kidding. It's a very negative place. But um, these are people that cover the sport that are just really, really hard on the dude. And I get it. I mean, I, I get it. But he's a human. You know, he's frustrated and not handling it well. That's Okay. All right, let's look at uniforms now. I told you, I got, I'm got i bouncing all over the place today because there's just a lot to cover. It's not streamlined today like it usually is, but that's okay. So Southern Miss, and if you're a podcast listener, I, I'm sorry it's not going to look as good uh, for you or sound as good because I'm talking about uniforms that I'll be showing people. But uh, let's share this, and you see Southern Miss's new uniforms. You guys tell me what you think about these. So this is Southern Miss's new uniforms. This is a video they released yesterday showing them. I'm going to pause it at certain spots and tell you which ones I like and don't like. This one right here. So they added a white helmet. That's new. They added a white helmet. If you're going to do white helmets to me for a road game, you should do stormtrooper. So I don't like the the white pants. I guess this is what I'm getting at. I don't like the white pants here, or, or the yellow pants. Excuse me, with the white top and helmet. Give me full. Stormtrooper action with this. I like the concept, though. I like the white helmets. The white tops look good. Uh, Wear those with white pants, though. Wear those with white pants. This isn't a bad look here at all. A home set with, uh, with the white helmet. We'll look at that more in a second. They'll have a better angle for you. See this right here. Give me white pants. I like this look. The white on white, not with black pants, though. Give me all white. Stormtrooper. That's just a personal preference. There it is. That's what I'm talking about. This right here. That's a good look. Right there. Yes. That that is what we need to see. That right there. That's a a fine look right there. And this isn't bad either. If you're going to go on the road and you're wearing a black top, the black pants with black top looks good. So I like that look. I like both of these looks right here. That's good stuff. I love the black. See, I don't like this. Give me all black. I don't like the the black tops and pants with the, this is horrible. Never wear this. White top, or, or white helmet, black top, yellow pants, never wear this. I love this look on the far left. Black top, black helmet, yellow top, black pants. That's a good look, and there's your Stormtrooper. Love that. Don't hate that. Love that. Never wear that. It's just my personal preference, of course, but uh, never wear that right there. Just don't, don't wear that good, really good. Fine. No. Love the helmet though. And I like this look right here. That's a good look depending on who you're playing. Of course. um, That's a really good look here with the, the yellow white helmet, white pants. That's a good look. So really good job here from Southern Miss locker room. Looks great by the way. Um, Really good job with these uniforms. They look good. I mean, they look really good black pants with that. This combination stinks. Black helmet looks perfect. Really good look, though. That's not bad. See what I mean? If you're going to do black helmets, the black pants look good. But love seeing a hyped uh, team meeting room, by the way, when new uniforms come in. I love that. I love that. And now the internet is, is down or, or lower, so you probably don't see this clearly. But uh, good stuff. Really good stuff. I like the white. That's a, that's a good addition to the, uh, the equipment. This guy's cracking me up right here. <laughs> I need to find out who this is. It's like they let a member of the golf team sneak into the team meeting room. <laughs> that guy doesn't fit in this picture at all. <laughs> Look at him. everybody else wearing like team issue gear, you know. Uh they got you know they're they're looking like they're they're just hanging out, chilling, got a team meeting coming, all that. This guy looks like he's got a tea time coming up in a half hour. <laughs> I mean look at him. He doesn't fit at all. <laughs> hey coach, I know we got a meeting, but uh hey, I got I got a tea time at, at two. Can we wrap this up? Can we <laughs> Anyway, good stuff from Southern Miss. Uh, I always love a good uniform reveal. I mean, y- you can't go wrong with that. But uh, favorite combination is the black, yellow, black, or the black, yellow, yellow. All good. Or the Stormtrooper for me. So those came out yesterday. I wanted to show you guys. Um, JP says, I've been begging for years. JP is our resident Southern Miss fan. you got to agree, Southern Miss's color scene looks nice. It does. Looks really nice. I mean, you cannot go wrong with black and gold and little white mixed in. Of course, can't go wrong with that at all. Um, can't wait for the NCAA to come out with the uh, new uniforms. Not a fan of the gold on gold or white lids with the black jersey and gold bottoms. Yeah, that's the one I, uh, the one I hated the most is the white black gold. No, no, just mm-mm. that's just not not good. I'm excited about the Stormtrooper look with different helmet decals. Oh, the options. Uh, I think that they need to use, and, and it'll be going away soon, but but this logo, I think they need to use it on helmets more. I like it better than the one that they've got on there, but that's just a, a personal thing. Um, and that old throwback USM diamond logo, that thing is sick. That is, it's awesome. Uh, that needs to go on more stuff uh, as well. Excited for Will Hall? You should be. You should be excited for Will Hall. I think that, uh, I I mean, I use a comparison with you, JP, in private that I think that there was a, a Matt loop esque vibe with the last couple of years with Southern Miss teams weren't bad last year. Maybe an exception. His teams weren't bad. You know, they, they were, they were fine, you know, winning more than they lose bowl game, stuff like that. Like it was okay, but that's all it was. And, it's okay is not selling tickets. It's okay is not getting anybody excited. And, and I think that you saw a lot of that, or at least I felt some of that, the same way the Matt Luke era was for Ole Miss, that fans just weren't really just excited. You know, they, oh, I can't wait to go watch a Jay Hobson coached football team. I didn't feel that. Oh, I can't wait to, to go watch a, a Matt Luke coached football team. Nobody says that. But with what Will Hall did at Tulane – with that offensive style, that's something where you're like, I, you know, I want to watch that. Like, I, I genuinely, truly, not because I, I do media technically in Mississippi. It's because that's an exciting brand of football. You know, that's something that you watch because it's exciting, not you watch because it's your team. There's, there's more here now, and he's recruiting really well. He's especially going to take advantage of a very deep. Mississippi class, and this is going to sound kind of crazy, but I think Lane Kiffin is going to help Will Hall, and here's what I mean by that. Lane Kiffin has decided to kind of cherry pick Mississippi. They're not signing kids in Mississippi just because they're from here. Uh, They're recruiting Florida. They're recruiting Texas. They're recruiting the Northeast a lot. Uh, His roster building is going to have Mississippi players. Of course it is, a lot of them, But he's not filling a class with it. Mike Leach, Mississippi State usually has more Mississippi kids, but they're also kind of approaching it that way. They're pulling from other places as well. I think with how deep, especially this year's class in Mississippi is, there are going to be guys uh, that will go to Southern Miss that in years past, Ole Miss and even Mississippi State would have recruited and signed maybe. But because, especially Lane Kiffin's kind of cherry-picking a little bit from other places, it'll give opportunities for guys, highly ranked guys, like good players, quality players, to go to Southern Miss because Lane Kiffin's not doing the Mississippi-made thing, where he's just loading up on kids from here because. For whatever that's worth, if that makes sense or not. I don't know. (laughs) Looks like he would be hanging with Cross, right? stumbled into the wrong room i mean that's how i dress like when i am going to the golf course you know i mean that's like that's my look that's not team meeting football look that's you know i'm going to the the darty at the frat house look (laughs) Uh, the screaming eagle is my favorite too for years because the iowa decal we can never put an eagle on the helmet yeah it's so lame but uh I agree. It needs to be on the kids weekly. It's just so good. You know, it's, it's powerful, right? The, the thing that they've got on those helmets right now, it just, you kind of have to like squint your eyes to read it. If you don't know that Eagle on the helmet, you know what it is. It's a freaking Eagle. It's a big one. I don't know. Anyway, that's a, that's a good look though for Southern Miss. Um, it's a really good look. It's a really good look. I love talking uniforms. Anytime there's a new uniform, I'll talk about it. Um, Finally, last thing for you on this Friday before it gets serious with football next week, I will not be at media days. Uh, Let's just leave it at that. I will not be at media days. Um, But it gets real starting Monday as far as football goes. Last thing for you today. Mark Emmer, the head of the NCAA, a guy that I kind of rip on all the time, has basically admitted he doesn't matter anymore. They had a... Uh, a call with some NCAA-friendly media. The Athletic, for example, was not invited on this call, but Dan Wolken from the USA Today was on this call. Tells you what you need to know. It was a 30-minute interview. He said a couple of things. He said he stressed he was not putting forth a mandate or a recommendation, but he laid out a vision for the future of college sports that puts fewer limitations on athletes and de-emphasizes the role of a national governing body like the NCAA which was founded 115 years ago. Here's some quotes. When you have an environment like that, it just forces us to think more about what constraints should be put in place on college athletics. And it should be the bare minimum. We need to be ready to say, yeah, you know, for field hockey, field hockey is different than football. Wrestling is different than lacrosse. And not get so hung up on having everything be the same. It's almost as if people have been telling them that for years. We need to embrace that. And with NIL out there, we're providing other opportunities around this whole notion of using college sports as a career launching pad. So that's all nice. And it's kind of PR spawn and stuff like that. What he's doing is trying to save his job and save his organization from being rendered obsolete. But by doing that, he's admitting that they are obsolete. College sports needs a commissioner for every sport. That would be very difficult. I don't know how you would get everybody to agree to that, but it needs a commissioner for every sport. College football needs a commissioner, a person that uses the other conference commissioners as like their board of trustees, but the Roger Goodell of college football to make the decisions, playoff expansion, bowl games, COVID stuff needs a commissioner. College basketball does too. College baseball does, too. One organization that is understaffed and overpaid, seeing over all of college athletics, trying to make them all fit into the same mold does not make sense. It has never made sense. It is not the best way to approach it. Mark Emmert is actually saying the right things here. I think he's absolutely right. So credit to him. He's finally becoming self-aware when it's too late. But now people like Greg Sankey and Bob Bowlsby from the Big 12 and they need to get together and say, "Hey, he's telling us he doesn't matter." He's telling us he doesn't matter. So, what should we do about it? They need to fix something. So, figured you guys would have fun JP says uh in the afternoon talking about this topic. You said it. He admitted his position is obsolete. Now get him out of here. They need to. How many wins do you have Southern Miss gaining this season? Well, it's uh we have a full schedule again, right? There's uh no COVID games and stuff like that. I'll do schedule previews and stuff with Southern Miss next week. Um when I start doing all that, I will um I'll do that next week, a schedule breakdown and, and stuff like that. So went a little long today. That's OK. I, uh, I appreciate you guys tuning in. As you always do, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And I will talk to you guys uh, on Sunday for the last time and then back here on uh, on Monday morning. So you all have a, a good rest of your day. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, like the video, and I'll uh, I'll talk to you again here very soon.